This is the Very Finnish Problems podcast. Follow us at facebook.com slash veryfinnishproblems. Okay, so um, welcome to the very first Very Finnish Problems podcast. I'm your host this week, Joel Willens the uh, creator of Very Finished Problems, uh, writer and also the editor of inktank.fi. And here I am today with Thomas Newberg, who is... I've probably pronounced his name there wrong. No, I, I mean, know. you can go no. with Thomas. It's, it's, it's Thomas, all right. I can go, <laughs> I can go with Thomas. My, my friends call me Thomas, but, Thomas. but, but you know, okay, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, good, good. So every week we're going to be taking a problem from the insanely popular Very Finished Problems. Uh, we're going to be discussing it from the perspective of myself, who, as you may have guessed, uh, uh, I'm a non-foreigner uh, who's been living in Finland happily a for... A non-foreigner. A, a, a non-foreigner. Well, a, a Brit who clearly we're never foreign. Uh, a non-foreigner uh, uh, living in, in uh, Finland happily for 15 long and glorious years. Uh, and from my perspective, and then Thomas, who is a is a, a, a nerd from a basement somewhere, nerd from a basement, beautifully put, yes. uh, will be then giving his perspective uh, on this particular problem from a from a Finnish perspective. All right, yeah. So this this week we thought we'd tackle which uh, for the very first first podcast. Um, when winter tries to kill you. Now, this is a particularly mm. this is a, it's a particularly apt at the moment because it's freezing yes. cold, and it's a very popular post on on very fringe problems. And I, I don't know if anyone see or obviously people have seen it. It's an icy. It's a picture of an icy covered road, and the treachery that that entails merely going from from A to B. And I mean, from my perspective, that is it's almost like looking over a. A, a chasm it's like it's so daunting the way the way i walk on ice is not dissimilar to the way a baby giraffe walks so i don't know mm. i don't know i mean from from from, a, from an english perspective anytime there's any in the uk anytime there's any sort of snow then the whole country comes grinding to a halt and i think if you put a hundred english people in front of an icy pavement you'd probably get something like 98% fall rate within 100 metres. So how, how do you think Finns cope with that? From a, is it a, an instinctive thing? No, well, people just get used to it, I guess. From yeah. if, if you fall, you get hurt. And if you're old, you, you break your hip and you, you die. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, a, survival it's a terrible thing to laugh at. But, it know, is a terrible thing to When you go around Helsinki and you see these like, no winter maintenance signs at, at, at public parks and such, you sort of realize that people really have to be used to not having any help with just walking around the place during winter. So, so it, it's quite terrible. And I know if you look at the statistics, it's quite a few people who break their you know, goddamn legs. Yeah, no, this is very true. I actually checked out some statistics beforehand, and apparently a thousand people a year, roughly, die from icicles falling on them. Oh, is, yeah, exactly. When you consider that only 500 people in the world die from malaria, mm. that's quite a considerable amount. And I can't think of a more mm. abate, a more bloody and also more, arguably, and there's no comical ways to die, but like uh, being impaled by an icicle. It's yeah, like, that's charming. That fills me full of dread. From our audience, somebody probably knows someone who, who, who's well, died that way. interesting to know anyone. I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to know if anyone does know of people who've who've died from icicles piercing their skull. I mean, it's it's something that fills me full of dread as soon as I walk outside. And um, 
yeah, I mean, even walking to work this morning, it's it's there, isn't it? It's like yeah, you have to reduce the risk by simply not going outside, which that, just that, takes us to my approach, really, of, of surviving winter. Lock yourself in a cellar yeah. for yeah. What, what, what was the theme again? How Finnish winter tries to How, when winter tries to kill yeah, you. And what and do we do to avoid that? Well, stay inside, but then of course that's unhealthy and that kills you in the long run. Yeah. But but then again, if you have a, one of these sun lamps as I do, which is you, you, it's a requirement for survival, and you have Netflix and stuff. Then you sort of you, you're sort of set. You go for hibernation. Yeah, yeah. Alternatively, of course, move south is is another option. I am also lazy, as you know, as my employer. So that's a sort of convoluted <laughs> yeah. arrangement. But you're right. I, I would probably belong in a you know sort of central European you know climate. I think most people in Finland would come to the conclusion that they don't belong here. Yes. I, I mean, I always find it amazing that people, people who live up north and uh, enjoy hanging out in the ice and snow and cold and. Well, if the sun is out, you know it's 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 lovely. There's no bad weather, only clothes. You know, you know the saying. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's fucking infuriating, and it's yeah. Okay, I'm a, I'm a nerd from a basement from somewhere, but, uh, but but I'm also sort of a social person. I enjoy mm-hmm. hanging out with people, and during the winter, you sort of notice that people just disappear. They also hibernate, and they don't come out. And obviously, you don't go to the park to hang out after work no, and, and stuff like died, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a very urban-minded person and I live in the city and I sort of notice that the, the city, which normally, which normal being June, July, August, it, the whole city can be my living room, but during the winter, it's just a place that wants to kill you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's <laughs> the, the joys of living in the yeah. Northern Hemisphere. But exactly. I think, yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely the case that um, in these long dark months people are far more inclined to stay indoors which sort of uh i mean and the irony being about today today is a glorious sunny day mm-hmm. and you look outside it looks like it should be 25 degrees and in fact it's minus four thirty. it's a cruel irony that the sunnier it is the colder it is but yeah i mean it's beautiful today it's and it's fantastic. it's way past Carmos now they, they have sunlight for a few hours or a few minutes i guess in even up north yeah and uh yeah so so that's that's a mind bender we don't have down here in, in in helsinki but one thing from people up north or in the central parts of finland don't necessarily get is that we have the sea which makes the cold which adds a whole new level of pain <laughs> yes i don't usually leave helsinki I, i'd rather fly to berlin than you know spend money on train tickets sorry everyone but finland yeah yeah no let's not go there but let's just say i'd rather fly to berlin than leave helsinki for for other places of finland but but my point being really uh-huh. that when I, I i leave helsinki during the winter and i'm somewhere in the inland I, I'm amazed by how you can you can walk outside without a, anything on your head in like minus twenty degrees, and that's hilarious to me. Well, that is the cruel irony, isn't it? I mean, Helsinki has so many fantastic things, but when you walk outside and it's like a wind tunnel, mm-hmm. and it's minus ten, I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, when when my nose, when my eyelashes or my nose freezes up, then I know that this is a time to stay indoors. Yes. So, I mean, I have my parents over at the moment and, uh, I mean, they got off the plane, they come from Spain and they look like, <laughs> they look like Eskimos. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen people wear so much like fur and padded, padded clothing and they were, but they were still, I mean, even a couple of days ago, it was only minus five. They were like, they put their head out the door and then they went straight back in. Hmm. So I think you do. I mean, it's definitely here. 
in comparison to, for example, the UK, you have a, a very different type of cold. I mean, we have m- like minus two, minus three. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's bone-numbingly chilly. Whereas here, you can go minus 20 quite easily, and it's not too... Well, minus 20 may be an exaggeration. But You're from an inland countryside place, like I'm from a countryside country. place, so there's no wind. And uh, also, even in terms of freezing cold, it doesn't get cold very often. But when it does get cold, the entire country comes grinding to a halt. It's chaos. Well, sensible approach. Yeah, absolutely. And as a small child, I pulled back, when I, I pulled back my curtains and looked out. It was snow on the ground. Oh. It was a huge hurrah because that meant at least three days off school. Yeah. All the pipes had big power cuts. So the fact that you even have a functioning society in minus mm. 20 is something to be applauded. Yeah, and imagine all those people driving without winter tyres. Absolutely. Like... I mean, the amount of times I crash when my, my, my... You know, when people... When it snows in the UK, everything stops. People crash. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been in a... With my mother crashed into a field because of snow, so it's, yeah, it's utter chaos. So the fact that more people don't die in Finland as a result of winter is uh, is something to be applauded. I think. I mean, no, well, historically speaking, this is a quite famine-ridden place, and from my my very basic understanding of these complex systems, Finland isn't really self-sustainable. You know, in terms of food and stuff, and people couldn't really live comfortable lives here until. I th- a hundred years ago, a bit, a bit more, when there was more imported grain and stuff. That's that's the impression I've gotten. And then in the 1860s, well, I can't remember the exact year, but there, was, there were big famines, and journalists from around the world actually came to look at people just shriveling came. up in, 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 in <laughs> cottages around the country. people dying. Yes. In, in... <laughs> yeah, so this isn't a very, you know, sensible place to live, unless yeah, you're... Your forefathers have walked here for some, some, you know. Well, that's sort of yeah. I mean, that's the cruel. I mean, that's the irony, isn't it? I mean, the people coming to live here now, and people are like, well, why are you coming to live here? And you know, if you looked at it from a from a weather perspective, mm. then you'd have to be yeah, insane, it's it's, in, it's insane. I spend this, some of the summer usually in the archipelago around, around Turku, and when you look at those places and the you know the fishermen or the the, the fisher fisherman culture that that's there historically. And you look at these places, which are in the archipelago, that you really can't leave. You you can go to these places and you, well, you can't leave them. The yeah, you get stuck for the winter, literally, because the, the ice might, for a month or two, be in a condition where it doesn't carry you, and you can't move with a boat, any any sort of boat, really, back in the day, at least. So you can you can imagine how that wow. was, you know, 150 yeah, years I ago. Can... <laughs> yeah, it puts it all into perspective. I mean. No wonder people so many so many people left to move to like North America yeah. and just fled the Arctic conditions. Yeah, and if if you wonder why this place didn't have an industrial economy until after the war, Finland was a very poor poor place, and people sometimes forget that. That's a valid, very valid yeah. point. So, I mean, in terms of like how to survive winter, I mean, we've talked about yes, like back on you know, how hardcore it is. Yeah. Um, but what about like you? Know, uh, other than locking yourself in the basement, what about things like walking on ice and what's your, what's your take on walking on ice and? Well, people uh, apparently do it. I'm not really a traveler, but from for for every winter for the you know past twenty years or so, I, I went I, I went with my family to do some cross cross country skiing uh-huh. on the ice. In, yeah, at, at a yeah, it's a special arrangement we have with a with a place where my father works. And that's fun. Um, uh-huh. 
and I can do that for five days, and and it's five enjoyable. Five days enjoyable. of skiing on the ice. But then, then I really want to get back into the city and 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 do you know what I usually do, which yeah. is cellar. You know, no, no. Well, I, I live I live on the sixth six floor, so no, not a basement really. But but I'd rather not leave the house. So that's my approach. <laughs> so, uh, but so I see a lot so of people. Our top tip for surviving the winter is don't go outside. Yes, for three that's that's our top tip. Uh, but then again, that's not maybe it's not very practical. N- not very practical. No, and and most people maybe don't have the opportunity to work from home either, yeah. which I do most of yeah, the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose there was all that. I remember at the the height when the internet first became a thing. I think there was some Japanese bloke who lived in a box or something, and he mm. tried to survive merely by ordering stuff from the internet, which seems quite, I mean, in that'd be box. quite easy. What do you mean by well, box? Like, I think it was some sort of like performance art, and he lived in some sort of perspex box. In fact, they did that in Helsinki as well. I think some guy lived in a box. In public, some sort of Yeah, glass. some sort of, and they, or they survived. They were only allowed, they couldn't leave the box, and they, I think the Japanese version was they couldn't leave the box. And they could only survive. They could only. They had to survive with the internet, so they could order stuff online, okay. which to these days seems quite easy. But at the time, mm. it was quite revolutionary. So, I mean, in effect, that would be a, a similar idea. Like, you know, just try to survive that. I mean, it, clearly, it's possible. I mean, it's, dra- it's a dramatic option, but it, it would it would certainly work. Are you aware of the experiments, that, like organizations like? NASA does with people, oh, well, with people the, yeah, where they pretend they're yeah. in uh, on Mars. Mars. Yeah, yeah. You you can't survive in a box, of course. Yeah. Astronauts are unusually healthy people, so they're very super well trained and stuff, and they have so to survive Finnish so, winter, we need to have like months of hardcore, high intensity astronaut training, and then yes. or cut down on the booze, yeah. or cut down on the booze, or, or just have well. That's a controversial question. Some people would argue that they can't take this stuff without, you know, booze. But, but well, that's not again, a question at all, isn't it? Do you need booze to survive Finnish winter? I, I, I don't really, but but I mean, I, I see why that could be a thing. Yeah. From my perspective, it could be about desperately being more social and maybe not feeling the pain when you walk home from the bar or whatever. But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so disconnected from, from people who don't have the basement mindset, basement nerd mindset that I... It's pretty hard. Well, there are to... other options, aren't there? I mean, I certainly know lots of people who who are very enthusiastic about winter. Skiing, ice skating, sledging. I mean, every possible winter sport. I mean, I unfortunately don't have any skiing yeah, when, when it comes to winter sport. Technically speaking, we're, we're an ad agency, so we should do a focus group and, and try to get we in. We should find out exactly yeah. who, yeah, who, what, what their techniques are. But I mean, it's. I mean, that's all very well for people who've been brought up with that, and that people, uh-huh. you know, I mean, the Finnish people. I was amazed that everyone can basically do all these things practically from birth. But from my perspective, I mean, that takes away. I mean, I am. Yeah, I'm like a giraffe, baby giraffe on uh, when I go on ice. Um, skiing, I'm absolutely terrible. I mean, yeah. I mean, the first time I ever practice. skied in Finland, I fell off the child's like cross country ski. Well, even high the. The mountainous word, dump, the Dumpera Mountain. <laughs> I don't think so. I was taken to a place in Dumpera, which was meant to be a, merely a hill. And when I saw it, it looked like Everest. It was just a vast peak. So I tried to go up on the Charles Lift, fell over. And um, I looked up and there was a circle of blonde children just la- looking at me amazed that an adult would actually fall off a Charles Lift. And uh-huh. then I opened my mouth like, fuck this. And they all started cracking up really like, <laughs> laughing. England aligned on me. And it all became clear. So, mm. yeah, my first experience ever in Finland skiing was being taunted by loads of five-year-olds. And, yeah, that doesn't fill you for confidence. 
So it's a bit like it's a bit like being a sort of socially handicapped, not being able to do winter sports in Finland, isn't it? So that that detracts from me, mm. even though I appreciate the beauty of it, and I appreciate. I mean, today is an amazingly beautiful day, but I can't really interact with it, whereas everyone else naturally interacts with it. So oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you know any Finnish people who can't ski? Um, I mean, yeah, probably. Well, it's not. I'm from Helsinki, and I religiously avoid leaving Helsinki. So, um, yeah, I probably know a bunch of people who don't Well, not, ski. not don't ski, but can't ski. I mean, the difference between it's not, not wanting top... to do it and not being able to do it. Yeah, let, let's just say that in my circles, skiing isn't a topic of conversation. It doesn't come up. <laughs> no <laughs> one talks so, about how many kilometers of no, forest yeah, my Well, my dad does, but, right, you okay, know, yeah, his, so, yeah. And what does he talk about? Does he talk about... What do you talk, well, he, do, he has a, you know, he has an Excel spreadsheet where right. he actually <laughs> tries to collect the whole... For the whole family, the kilometers for, oh, for right, the winter no, right. and stuff. He takes it to the whole new level. Then. Yes, well, so well kilometers skied or are there other factors in his yes, self-reach? and also I, I guess he collects them temperatures and stuff as oh, well. Right, okay. But he's also crazy about um, like waxing the skis. What do you call them? Well, oh, right, you prepare yeah, yeah. this, uh, yeah. So he's uh, well, he's fairly proficient in that. And of course, when you go and out and ski with him, and he's done your 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 skis you, you you're lucky because you get a good like grip in the oh, right, so he's like a slopes. master ski waxer more or less i yeah. guess yeah he's pretty he's pretty good for 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 an amateur you know from at least That's... so your your dad's a master he's a maestro he's a, yeah. he's like probably that's quite typical of his generation think, yeah he, he lives in a, in us well, my parents live in a suburb of helsinki where but they what? have the you know they have the ski uh what you call them the cross-country skiing tracks like all around their, oh, right, their surrounded place. by options yes. then. But what about you know friends? Do you know anyone of your sort of generation who can't actually? Not about don't bend. I mean, not it's not about like not being able to ski, but well, who can't? I mean, not 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 doing it. It's about like who actually physically can't. Who are just rubbish, as me, as rubbish well, as I, me. I, well, I just want to rephrase again. Like computer says, no, I no data available. I have you no idea know. because I yeah. I really don't talk about winter sports with people. Right, okay. I, well, that's a and I also, I mean, of course, you know, you could, you should probably, you know, have a, have a second segment of this podcast where you drag in someone who actually oh, so has random people who does this stuff. So yeah, well, more or less, and and then you should, you know, ask about watching TV, for, watching winter sports on the TV and all that because it's, it seems to be very popular. And I, I of course can't stand watching sports at all. <laughs> and I'm not mocking people who enjoy watching it. I understand why it's it, it's fun and stuff, and and even team sports, the, the sort of intellectual aspect to to calculating favorite teams and all that, which some people seem to love, and it's fun. But but I, I just can't stand it. So no, no, no winter sports for me. <laughs> this is this is not a not such a promising start. Is it? We, we we both like discussing Finland as more or less like outsiders, are we? <laughs> yeah, what, like, what are we here? We don't do winter sports. The winter lasts like nine months. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing winter sports. I'm just rubbish, and I haven't really got the. It's just disheartening when you have children who are so much better than you. And it's like, for me, it's like one. It's well, a bit like driving. Kids to teach you then. Yeah, well, and I need to do that. It's like learning Finnish. It's like it's a sort of learning Finnish and skiing is a bit like it's one of those life skills you have to have in Finland. And um, they're both painful to it. I mean, they're probably for me. They're both equal. I mean, learning Finnish is mentally painful, and learning to ski is physically painful. Mm. So it's just really a matter of. But it's something you've got to bite yeah. the bullet. And I think, you know, just immerse yourself. I mean, cross-country skiing I've I've done. And I actually thought when I first attempted it that I was quite good. But then I realized I'd done like a kilometer. And when mm. I took off my skiing outfit, I'd lost like half my body weight in sweat. Yeah. And my, my like, 
uh, in-laws were hadn't broken into a sweat at all. Yeah. So then I realised it's very much, it's very. It, to me, it's a bit like I remember Winston Churchill said the golf was a good, a good walk ruined, <laughs> and to me, skiing seems cross country skiing feels a bit like a good walk ruined in the mm, winter. Well, but that's because I'm rubbish. So I mean, it's beautiful. But and it, I can it's, see what it's people get sort into. of if you're in the middle of nowhere or you're in the forest or something. I I get really bored by walking in the forest, but biking or skiing in the forest speeds it up just enough so that the landscape change, changes well, a bit faster. And that I enjoy. And as a form of, yeah, as a sort of, as a form of exercise, skiing in that way is, is surprisingly attractive to me because it's kind of meditative. You can listen to music uh, from, from headphones and stuff and the scenery changes See, and you you get to learn you have a lot of muscles in your body you're not otherwise aware of really. yeah well i can totally take on board all those things but that's how your skiing would differ to my skiing my skiing i don't have time to contemplate the beauty of the forest or mm. to get to, to get all zen because i'm too busy trying not to fall over yeah so it's for me i'm constantly on the very cusp of falling over and even when i go ski but it's so thin okay. aren't they cross-country skis i know you've got little mm. tracks and stuff yeah but you know but, any slight, slight inclination or okay, any slight what's what's your like mileage how how, how many mileage? kilometers have you skied whatever like? in total yeah that's a good question i would say it's probably if it's under 50 yeah it's got to be yeah, well then no you haven't really practiced have you yeah no i haven't and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a catch-22 i don't really practice because my entire skiing is taken up with not for not face planting mm. uh, or or just plowing into the into the forest um so yeah absolutely it's a great example of practice makes perfect but um well, it's yeah, a bunch I, of, I sort of you, well, you do have a car. This is one of these things where you take a, a car to drive somewhere, but you do have a car. You could take your skis and go go out to some place in in the suburbs, and just there are like uh, hikes or, or tracks where you can just be on, on pretty flat ground, so you can practice for five kilometers or so. Yeah, that's. I mean, so, that's, so that's, you, that makes total sense. But I just really can't be bothered. Yeah, <laughs> like, really, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things that you know you should do yeah um but there's so many other things i would rather do but, but ice skating then well, okay well, ice skating i'm also absolutely rubbish okay i mean i can get around i mean i can and also i'm maybe i'm being harsh because if you compared me to a hundred english people i'd be like james bond on ice skates you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah i mean i'd be they'd be like wow look at you mm. you're amazing but because that's because english people in general are i mean it's a good example of like skiing i mean the only Eng if you asked people who do you know who can ski using the only example they would give would be Eddie the Eagle who was famous for being crap so I mean that underlines how utterly unprepared although we have had one we had Torval and Dean were ice skating champions they were our, they were our uh, uh, great winter sports heroes but like you know people just don't do it. and um, and um, yeah and ice skating I mean the only time I've ever I mean I go if I go ice skating I'm, I'm rubbish I can get around I look really I look really sort of ungraceful and you know it looks it's yeah, not, it's but ice skating you can practice. You you, you also live fairly central. Yeah. You, you could go to the central railway station and, and yeah, and it's one there. opposite my house. I have an ice skating ring opposite my house. Okay, well then you should. Yeah, well then you should yeah, probably should practice, take yeah. a Sunday afternoon and yeah, practice absolutely. that if, I mean, if you wanna. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good point. And I mean, I have had. I mean, I've taken my mother. I remember taking my mother to ice skating in Finland, and she took one of the children's things. And I mean, that actually puts into perspective how good I am in comparison to the, most English people because she was like. 
absolutely shocking. I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just actually skated away from her so nobody knew she was with me because mm. it's like it's one of those things. If you learn to do it when you're a kid, you sort of you you can be terrible at it, which I am, I guess. But I did a fair amount of ice skating because my dad dragged me and my sister out. Well, your dad out. seems to be the man, doesn't he? You yeah, know what I mean, he's like dragging yeah. the whole family, ice skating. Yeah. He has a it sells spreadsheets for so, ice skating, yeah. or was it? No, 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 not that. We we just I get went to some like ice skating rink and you know did a few few rounds right, okay. for a few hours, uh, like a few Saturdays every winter, I guess. I think I'd rather be into good ice skating than skiing in some way because it yeah, looks Helsinki, cool. Yeah, Helsinki. Mean, yeah, speed yes, of skating. It looks. I mean, it looks cool. I mean, it looks mm. like you you know. I mean, I used to do roller skating when I was a kid. Okay, so okay, let's let's reframe this discussion. You're going after looking cool. Is that is that it? <laughs> That's one of my key criteria. That's, it. That's okay. okay. That's all I'm going to fuck whole, about. Looking okay, so good. this whole thing is an ego thing for well, you. So not, you I mean, you're not fitting in, are you? So so you, you, okay. So this is the real problem here. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't give a fuck about getting from A to B. Correct? I just don't want to look like a dick. She <laughs> doesn't want to look like main, a dick. Well, main concern. Well, but that's a story of my life, actually. Yeah. Well, he, here's the good news for you. I mean, most people just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. But I think also the difference between that and other things, in, in particular in winter sports, is looking like a dick also coincides with feeling pain. Because if mm. you look like a dick, that often means that you have fallen over. And falling over on ice, you know, that yeah, is, yeah, it's, hurts. It's a, it's a hard and also, I mean, even falling down in snow doesn't necessarily hurt. But by cross-country skiing is very much... I mean, when I've fallen over cross-country skiing, I've usually fallen into a forest. Which yes, is yeah, a ditch or something so, yeah, yeah it's not so i mean fun. that's also hurt so i mean i try to okay i mean those two things go hand in hand like not looking like a dick uh and not having pain they're sort of like yeah they're sort of comp- i mean they whereas like if you do some other sort of sport like i don't know jogging or something or mm. playing football you know you can look like a dick and not suffer pain do you know what I mean? So those two things a little yeah. bit. Those, I think those are the key criteria. I think if you don't look like, if you don't, yeah, if you don't uh, look like a dick, you don't hurt yourself. Well, I'm I'm right, pathologically bad at team sports, and I and I, I always have the sense that I look like a dick when I try to play <laughs> football, which has happened about two times during my entire yeah. life. And yes, that means I stood and did nothing during gym class. And yes, that means I wasn't very popular. But also. Uh, if anyone of my classmates listens, uh-huh. I mean, fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't care. Yes. <laughs> I ne- I didn't care back then, and I, I don't care now, and yeah. I hope it was embarrassing to have me on your team. <laughs> Congratulations. So there, coming right back yes. at you. From coming decade. back right you. From <laughs> <Yeah>. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> from the future. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yes. Yeah, yes. So take that. Yeah. I mean, I quite like winter... I mean, I quite like team sports, but I mainly played things like tennis and sports that don't involve other people so but i think yeah it's interesting how our conclusion is that to uh, to survive winter you should do some sort of sports of which we do none or are absolutely <laughs> rubbish at maybe oh. that contributes to the deep dark depression i often find myself in although this summer or this winter i've managed to avoid that mm. I mean, and mainly actually my top tip for uh, for uh, not letting winter kill me either physically or mentally is to just leave yes <laughs> just to and hey let's somewhere. let's circle back to this this leaving part because actually we've thought about this quite a lot with a few friends of mine mm-hmm. and uh, a, a close friend of mine actually owns the internet domain marrasku.fi which means november 
that I find. Right, okay. And, Is that popular? Well, no, no. It, we intended to make a sort of the calendar thing where we just would just remind people to make arrangements to get the fuck out of the country for before <laughs> November. But but it's it's just an empty place to hold a page right now. But uh-huh. you, you can go there, marraskool.fi. And well, uh, they go there, it's just a blank page. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, I mean, right now it's, it's uh, mid-February and you should try to make arrangements right now oh, right, to be out of the country by October or November. Like if, if you're young, if, if you still have time to make you know, major decisions in your life, <laughs> you, can, you, don't, you haven't out. had kids and all that, you can, you can, you can make arrangements. You can you go, go and study someplace else Absolutely. for a year yeah. and all that. It's, it's probably worth doing. Again, I'm too lazy for all that stuff. And I, I'm, I'm, I try to survive with a weekend in Berlin every now and then. And that circling back to Berlin again, that's one of the things I miss in, in Finland that really makes the winter hard for me is the lack of a nice spring because there's no spring in Finland it just goes from you know utter utterly miserable winter to to sort of summerish somewhere in in may and then it gets cold again and then it's maybe good in july again that is yeah yeah so so really the thing that kills me or really destroys me the most is the lack of a a nice warmish spring like you get in, in in like a place like Berlin, it's a nice city. People get outside in mid March, maybe. It's it's you can ha- you can start to use the parks. That's the, yeah, if, I mean, if I you're think lucky. that's the case anywhere south of Helsinki to an extent. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I I was in Tallinn for, for Tallinn Music Week a few years ago, and uh, for a weekend, I guess, and uh, it was like really like amazing it must have been in like march or early april maybe i'm not sure but but it was like amazing how much warmer and, and more spring like it was just 80 kilometers south yeah well i mean that's basically the same in everywhere else in europe i mean that's the cruel irony because helsinki would be an amazing warm city i mean it's got all the attributes that you would need for a beautiful balmy uh-huh. i mean the summer is an amazing I think it's one of the best cities in the world in the summer it's glorious sun-kissed it would be it would be perfect if we could just shift it like a uh-huh. hundred yeah, miles because, or so further because south. my basic requirements for, for a decent life it's not that complicated i just 10 to 15 degrees celsius that's a nice basic like spring you'd be happy with that one for yeah, i'd rather take that for the whole year and then have like the finish like switch between summer and winter but then again it's, it's not realistic but of course i love finnish summers that's what yeah, makes that's, me that's not what, go insane I mean, that's the only reason we that's one of the ways people survive winter yeah isn't it? because and, we all yeah. count the days until that summer comes and when it doesn't come it's the ultimate killer i mean well, it's so it, it always comes in some form or, or, or uh, another yeah, it, 15 it might minutes be rain but but it's still ten to fifteen degrees. That's all I require. I I don't ask You're for more. You're easily pleased, Thomas. No, I mean, well, I, 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 I no. Then again, my, my laziness cuts into oh, this. It's I don't I don't want to break a sweat when I run for the tram. Right. Okay. So it's so very much practical. Ten to fifteen reasons. degrees is perfect for that. You don't break a sweat <laughs> instantly. Yeah, I'm very much more early twenties would be ideal for me. Yeah. Um, it gets a bit too warm for me. Do actual work. Yeah. Well, so that's the, a cruel area as well because once it gets sunny, you can't be able to do anything. Uh-huh. Um. And you feel shitty about not leaving the house. Yeah, you feel guilty. Yeah, you, I mean, and that, that's another thing about Finnish summer. You get you, you're in a sort of manic hurry to sort of enjoy it, and you're you start to feel guilty about not leaving the house in June when you probably still have to work. After midsummer, you start noticing that it slowly gets darker, and you know that okay, the weather's probably going to be fine until you know early mid August. I hate, that. And, I hate yeah. midsummer being 
the middle of summer because to me so often you celebrate midsummer and it's the weather's terrible mm. and then then you realize oh fuck it's midsummer that means yeah. we're already heading towards the long dark yeah no, and i that's think a it's cra- and, and also, silly that schools are out in finland in early june i, sh- I think it's well, really, well, I, really I leave speaking. Finland in early June, which is, yeah. I mean, that's a neat thing I've started to do. I leave and go somewhere that's guaranteed to be hot right. for June and I come back in July. Yeah. But I think it's a cruel irony of Finnish big celebrations as well. You have like Vapo, you know, massive celebration, pretty much. We, and in, North, in lots of countries further south, May May the 1st, you'd probably expect to be quite warm, but it's such a hit. And, you know, mm. the amount of times I've seen 10,000 people per picnicking in the park and it's freezing it's like it's, it's a spectacle yeah, it's to behold not a and then you scene. have like midsummer which is often also crap so i mean uh, well it's good that it's crap because fewer people you know drown well, <laughs> I, I, i think of it that way it Mid- saves lives yes what one midsummer are, the, are these overrated like public holidays where people have very certain traditions they want to follow in in some cases and and uh, i tr- w- my girlfriend and i we usually try to throw house parties where people can just hang out as usual because people have these like fairly hysterical schedules where they where they want to especially during vapu they want to uh-huh. visit like five different places and sing some you know, silly like student tradition songs whatever uh-huh. yeah i hate all that all that i would just want to hang with people And uh, you have to make your own arrangements because again, the the picnic in the park, in like at Vapu, that's just that's clown college stupid. You don't. Chaos, why would it? you do that? Yeah, I mean, I did it when I first came here. I did it quite a few times, and uh, but it just yeah, it felt. I mean, depending on if the weather's glorious and it's nice, but it's, I think probably I could count on. I mean, I can't probably two or three times where it's been the sort of weather where you would spontaneously picnic if it wasn't a day for picnicking mm-hmm. so just like move it to august or something or just yeah. shift all those shift all those those holidays to place times when it's hot or i mean it's just it's unfortunate that you have celebrating uh, days where you celebrate outside where it's often rubbish mm-hmm All right. Uh, well, um, luckily for our audience, uh, I need to split, so okay, we I need to sum I mean, this in up. In conclusion, then, I'd uh-huh. say that the, the way to survive to survive winter is either A, to lock yourself in your cellar or not, uh-huh. or your house. Yes. Uh, B, to leave. Yeah. I, I <laughs> leave the country for six months. Yes. Uh, or C, to take up sort of an endorphin-producing uh, winter sports. Uh, like probably sex realistically speaking sex if, if, if even that you know or we are not necessarily a winter sport but certainly yeah, well, uh, you have more time to you know not go outside easier, so. yeah, that, yeah it's easier oh, so yeah. i think i don't know um i think that's probably i can't yeah think, but, but, but hey the big disclaimer strategies. big disclaimer like obviously <laughs> further research required on our part <laughs> <laughs> so there's no statistics this, involved this in that is not not a scientific podcast everyone <laughs> no <laughs> so yeah, yeah so yes. yeah well thank you very much for everyone listening listening yeah, if there's that. someone mom still. thanks mom <laughs> yes that's mom okay thanks obama okay hey yeah and uh, we'll, thank and you short and next week we'll we'll pick another problem to discuss yes. it in depth and um, without and perhaps we could get some statistics next time yeah yeah and actually yeah. what they are we're in office with you know different people so yeah, i mean joe joe could talk to everyone else as well Absolutely. i mean this I'll, I'll sort be a bit of more, bit more prepared <laughs> well people who also leave the house more yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a, people, yeah. people who do winter sports Yeah. Okay, but but hey, we we should we yeah. should button uh, this so up. So thank you everyone right. for listening. Thank you everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of 
the Very Finnish Problems podcast. If you have any feedback, such as stories about people getting killed by icicles, let us know at veryfinnishproblems at inktank.fi. Thanks again for listening.